Now, if you're anything like me, you wouldn't mind having a little less of the brunch belly and a little less of the, well, let's face it, let's call them boobs. Uh, particularly as we get older, diet and our physicality is something that really affects men's image and begins to really impact our mental health. Welcome back to the mental space where we are at the Lighthouse Retreat, beautiful setting here in Ras Al Khaimah. And I'm here once again with Simon Dunn, founder of the Lighthouse Retreat. Now, the reason why we're here, uh, the Lighthouse Retreat and Mental have teamed up to offer a men's retreat to interest, introduce us to lots of things that can help us take control of our lives. Give us tools, both how to look after our physical bodies, but also our mental health. And boy, do we need them. Um, the Cigna research recently showed that 98% of people in the UEE are struggling with their mental health. Um, and again, a massive desire for people to change their lives and seek a better balance. So today, Simon and I are going to be talking about our men's retreat that we're going to be putting on. And one of the things we've got on the, the menu of activities, and there's lots going on, is, is fasting. Mm -hmm. um, now, I've been watching podcasts left, right and center. I've just hit 50. Uh, the man spread is really beginning to spread. It's getting harder and harder to try and keep the weight off. But it's not necessarily just the weight, is it? Um, there's a lot more going on to what's actually inside here. Very much so. I think uh, with fasting as well, it's a really useful tool. Yeah. There are different ways in terms of how it can be applied and, and the usefulness of it. But you're right. There's a lot of elements with obviously what we're eating, how we're eating and when as yeah. well. And um, obviously we've got an element of what we're talking about in terms of our, our gut and our gut microbiome, yeah. which tends to also influence our behaviors and our decision-making as well. Really? Quite massively, yeah. So you can actually have a predominantly sugar-based gut microbiome that craves sugar. And it actually sends signals to your brain and in terms of your behaviors and says, I'm, I need more sugar. So especially if we're eating elements of high sugar diets, um, processed foods, lots of additives, that type of way, the microbiome dictates, well, it's living off those sugars and actually wants more. So it drives you in your behavior in terms of what you eat, how you eat it, and obviously, you know, that obviously affects of what we do in a negative way, mostly. So it's important to try and get our gut health uh, where we need it in terms of how we feel, very much so. So let's pause for a second, mm. because often, you know, we, we do, and society tells us we want to look, look a certain mm -hmm. way. Um, and I wouldn't mind looking a little bit more like that. But in terms of how these things manifest in our life, how these, this, the, you know, what's going on inside our stomach, what's going on inside our gut, how does that actually manifest? Because we talk about performance, we're talking about how our body's reacting. Um, if we're talking about being at work or we're actually being a parent, you know, being parent, being family life, so we've got work and life balance, um, how important is diet in terms of you were saying decision making? Yeah. How is it how does how do good behaviors show up in our lives versus how are bad behaviors showing? How is it impacting us? Let's just frame this in the workplace yeah. to start. With. Sure. Sure. I mean, obviously, practicalities of of uh, comfort eating and and sort of ingesting calories on the run mm -hmm. and on the go. Uh, impact of normally what we can eat and, and what's what's available to us. 
And those elements in terms of satiation of what we eat yeah. drives uh, how we feel in terms of our blood sugar levels. And obviously, as an extension of that, our, dis- our ability to make good decisions on how we feel. Um, so if you're feeling hungry and you're feeling like you need sugar or you're irritable, are you going to be making good decisions at work or at home or as yeah. extension where we are? So you ride this curve of peaks and troughs of sugar and elements of coffee breaks or bits and pieces where you know you're you're feeling like you want something or you need something to yeah. keep that sugar buzz up or yeah, yeah. or caffeine buzz up yeah. and finding that you know we we feel like you have to have these elements so um decision making definitely is impacted of, of how we feel and our sugar and elements of uh, uh, of satiation as well which is really interesting i've heard a lot about fasting mm-hmm. um, and I know there are different types of fasting and actually we in our, the previous episode of this podcast we talked about Chris Hemsworth yes. and his new documentary Limitless yep. in which you know even Thor is leaning into you know his mental health and his physicality and he's looking at longevity mm-hmm. he's looking at trying to be peak performance for long longer than you know to lengthen that and then also be around for his kids for as long as possible uh, and you know when a physical specimen such as Chris Hemsworth is leaning into it, then again, you know, men, maybe it's time for us to lean in. As part of that documentary, I think he did something like a three-day fast, Mm -hmm. which seems a little bit extreme to me. But just talk us through the overlying, like the helicopter view of the benefits of fasting to start with. What's the science here? Sure. So as I said, there's there's different regimen in terms of how you look at fasting yeah people have probably uh, heard of something called intermittent fasting yeah or 16 and 8 i've tried it i've tried it so when we're talking about 16 and 8 fasting you're trying to fast for 16 hours Mm -hmm. and then any calories you ingest you ingest within an eight hour window okay there are several variations on that where you can slightly decrease it the thought process is is that historically hundreds of thousands of years ago thousands of years ago you know, food wasn't necessarily read, readily available to us. It wasn't yeah. as if we could go, right, I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. Yeah. Uh, so the body works in a specific way. When you are ingesting calories, it's, it's, it's working on trying to, to burn these calories. So when we have an element of fasting, the body has a rest in a way in terms of processing those calories. And we, if you can get into a state of at least 12 to 16 hours of fasting, you're talking about something where the body goes into autophagy or autophagy. Yeah. which is based sometimes called cell death or cell cleansing, okay. where the body starts getting rid of all the junk in the system and burning the rubbish up. So uh, it's really interesting in terms of when you get to that state, autophagy and also by extension also ketosis, where the body cleans itself out and then using its own sources to burn fuel. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily from a sugar system that we're in, ingesting carbs all the time. So your body gets to clean itself out. Your blood sugar levels get to... Uh, normalized, so you haven't got these peaks and troughs, which is really important because yeah. obviously you've got in, talking about insulin yes. spikes and in, uh, where your your body spikes with insulin depending on what you're eating, and that obviously affects your blood sugar as a result and obviously how you feel. So um, there's um, when Chris Hemsworth talking about three day fast, we're probably talking about you have a something called a water fast, yeah, where you would do for an extended period of time and uh, you do it only taking water. Or water and electrolytes, electrolytes with no, okay. uh, no sugars, no carbs. So it's not Gatorade, so to speak. <laughs> it's more like water with you know your your salts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you you your body goes into a state of autophagy really quickly. So your body starts cleaning the system out. 
your skin becomes clearer, your eyes become clearer. Uh, it's really good in terms of skin issues as well. A lot of skin elements are what you would probably call either gut-related yeah. or autoimmune uh, inflammation-related. Uh, so your body sort of sits a, a hard reset. Uh, so one of the um, first retreats I had the opportunity to go to is what is something you would probably call a fasting mimicking regime. So you're ingesting like maybe two, 300 calories a day. Uh, you're working quite a lot on your gut health yeah. with uh, columnars and your body gets into this state of autophagy and it cleans the system out. So the longest I ever went on one of those was about 10 days. Uh, but there were individuals doing over 20 days. Not for everybody, of course, but these individuals doing like the extended fasting mimicking uh, regimes had amazing energy, amazing clarity. Some of their health issues had, had improved massively yeah. because you're getting rid of elements of um, foods that may not serve you in a way that your body's having to work either very hard to process or actually has reactions to it. So it doesn't really know what to do with it. So quite often you have oils and certain carbs and additives that the body doesn't know what to do with. So because it doesn't know what to do, it sort of panics and sort of stores it and does something with it. And then you get all this accumulated um, rubbish, which normally gets accumulated in, your, in our fat cells yeah. because the body has nowhere else to put it. Uh, so then, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But, no, no, it's, it happened. But then it, conversely, when you actually go into these fasting states and you burn this fat, you actually have times when you feel pretty rubbish because the body's burning fat, but is then re-ingesting chemicals it had in its system from many years ago, but it's thought as fat, but it has to clean it out first. Now, important to stress, <clears throat> we're going to actually have workshops on fasting yes. and the benefits of fasting and diet um, over the three-day workshop yep. that we're going to hold together. Uh, sorry, the three-day retreat we're going to hold together. <clears throat> People will get to eat. Of course. For, 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 yeah, for the three days. So we're going to introduce you to fasting and the science behind it um, and actually the diet and the food that we've got laid on as part of yep. it is all uh, complementary to that. And I think the way you've got the schedule planned out as well enables us to do that intermittent fasting should people wish, you know, should, should the guys wish to, to lean into it. But you don't actually have to do it, but it's all there laid out for you to actually try it and see how you feel. That's it. So the, the program that we have, our normal retreat schedule and the schedule we're going to do for the men's retreat, we have sort of a late breakfast and an early dinner. Yeah. So... Uh, subconsciously, you're doing an intermittent 16 and 8 fasting. Yeah. With the idea is that, and this has been scientifically proven as well, you want to try and get sunlight early in the morning, yeah. sort of kickstart your metabolism and even some cortisol as well. And you want to try and do some sort of level of activity. It, preferably if you do that in the morning, the, the better as well, because again, it sets your metabolism level for the day. And then if you do activity in a fasted state, you actually have more... Uh, fat metabolism that goes on activation within the system so the fasting tool and how you use your physical activity is a really useful tool to sort of help you with stubborn elements of fat or weight loss or anything because it, it, it helps you generate a, a behavior pattern but also activation of certain elements so you're um, fasted you're doing cardio or work elements yeah and then uh doing that in a way that is really beneficial for you. So we, our food program, we have breakfast after 10 o'clock and dinner by 5.30. So we're pretty much there in 16 and 8. And we do a, a mostly raw vegan menu. This is not to say that everyone has to be vegan, by the way. 
It's just we're, we're increasing fiber and good quality uh, macros distribution in your um, food that allows your gut microbe to reset a little bit. So it's not really focused on the sugars, you know, your carbs, your, your pastas, your processed foods. Uh, and we don't do any coffee in the retreat, which for some people is an issue. Obviously, it's um, three days. We can it's we can three do days, but I think that's fascinating as well because that that's the whole idea about this retreat mm. is for us as guys um, to just lean into some of this yep. stuff, give it a go, yep. see how you feel. Yes, and as you said previously on the previous podcast before, it's so we can kind of choose the things that work for yep. for us. So this is more an opportunity just to go. All right, let's explore how we feel. Yep. Uh, when we do yep. these kind of practices and activities. Um, I mean, and if anyone's worried about, uh, oh man, I'm going to be so hungry, I'll, all I'm going to be thinking about is the next meal. Thankfully, we've got so much interesting and kind of fun stuff going on yep. um, during the three-day retreat that that's going to keep you kind of occupied anyway. Let's talk about, I always want to talk about some of the other stuff that we've got going on. So we're going to be doing workshop, we're going to be doing fasting, yep. we're going to be looking at diet and what that really does to us, both yep. physically and uh, and here in the head. Um, we're going to be just doing some, some physical stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, and the first time I ever did yoga was here. Uh, and if, if anyone thinks that yoga is just like some soft gentle workout man it was a bit of a brute it was a it was a good workout so we're going to be do, we're going to be looking at yoga and the benefits of yoga yeah. and you we've also got paddle boarding yeah um just talk us through the benefits of kind of both practice because obviously they're very different things but mm. why we've got those in our program sure so we do yoga uh, in the schedule and we try and do that in the morning as a um uh, a first activity of the day so you know, yoga is, has this stigma, uh, you know, in elements, you know, you have to, you're going to be a fairly slender young lady who's going to be able to turn on, you know, like a pretzel and do all these. I am definitely not. You that. know, really flexible. You know, that's, I think, obviously there's the Instagram element of that and the, the traditional Indian uh, Hindu element of being super flexible. Mm -hmm. um, but yoga in itself is a fantastic practice. It really focuses on finding balance of breath work yeah. with movement. So I'm, I'm a qualified yoga instructor. Um, I am not your atypical body shape or size. Uh, and, you know, I'm not super flexible, but I'm more flexible and more capable than I used to be. Yeah. And it's not a case of that yoga is about, you know, the, the chanting or really spiritual element. It's using it as a, um, a really tried and tested practice of movement yeah. that really allows you to improve your your strength, your stamina, your breath work, your flexibility. And yoga can be quite challenging, uh, and it, but it doesn't have to be. But I think any element of yoga is really positive in terms of what we do. We are quite sedentary in our modern uh, Absolutely. Uh, life yeah. in terms of si sitting down. Yeah. We're not really designed for sitting uh, in terms of we normally be lying and traditionally lying or moving around standing up activity. So elements of even our physiology in terms of our lymphatic system depend on us moving. Yeah. And we've sort of lost that in the modern life. And getting that element of movement in terms of moving our body, getting our system working as it used to be, uh, is, you know, that's where we should be. Uh, and, you know, any preconceptions of, uh, especially guys doing yoga, I don't want to do yoga, it's silly. 
I understand that. The yoga we do is not super, um, how would I say it, not super technical. It's open to everybody. Yeah. We have different options for those who've never done yoga before. And it's actually quite interesting because yoga in itself gives you an element of controlling strength, which is very different from other elements of exercise, uh, like gym work, for example. You can have, we've had individuals come through that are quite strong guys, people, but you get them to do yoga, elements of yoga, but they really struggle in terms of control, stability, mm-hmm. movement and breath. Uh, and it's really good for finding that balance, I think. It feels as well, because again, if we're talking about C-suite, we're talking about, you know, I mean, this retreat could be from from any from any of the guys from age 20 through to age 50, 60. Absolutely. You know, look, I've just hit 50. How often am I getting, you know, lower back aches? How often am I getting shoulder aches? Because, you know, I'll go out on the golf course and I, you know, the way I play golf, I hit the ground more than I hit the ball. But um, increasingly, when we then rock up at the doctors, the doctors will then push us to the physiotherapist mm-hmm. and the physiotherapist will then give us uh, a bunch of exercises to do, which is basically yoga. Um, and if we were to rebrand yoga as performance stretching in a way, um, I don't think any of us would have an issue with it. Um, so it kind of is like the, the older we get, the more it seems like there is a need for yoga Mm -hmm. in our lives because it's, you know, I'm sick of taking, you know, Voltaren, other painkillers are available, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like we are often as guys, we want to stay active and we've got kids, you know, my Mm -hmm. seven year old, I'm lifting her all the time. But then there's inflammation all over the place. Um, How does yoga help with that? Just like if we've got this in our daily lives, are we going to be able to operate, you know, on that physical level better? Yes. A difficult one to, in terms of wrap it up as simply as that. However, I think anything that is done, any movement, any physicality, anything breath work centering wise is positive. Yeah. Obviously modern life say, well, I don't have an hour for yoga. I don't have, 35 minutes for yoga. I don't have, you know, I'm very busy. It's true. Yeah. I think elements is turning fine, you know, two minutes of something is better than none. Yeah. Five minutes is better than two. Yeah. But introducing these elements, and so obviously you don't always have an hour, hour and a half to do yoga. No. Do a private practice or find a private practice that is yoga or something that is similar that works for you and start with two minutes even if it's breath work or going for a walk or something positive, yeah. um, build that up. And it's just, you have time, but we are busy, but it's something is better than nothing. I was talking to Rang, uh, we had Rang and Chatterjee um, on the podcast recently, and he was talking about exactly as you say, even if it is breath work uh, or if it is even five minutes of yoga, yeah. like you are able to add that on to something you're doing anyway, whether mm-hmm. it's you're boiling the kettle yeah. Or you're making, you know, you're you're cooking something, and while you're waiting for that to cook, yeah. you can then automatically go right. This is my time to do five or ten minutes. Yeah. Um, so that's that. I, I mean, I totally get why we should be embracing yoga as something that I, as a fifty-year-old, want to do more of. Um, times against us on this podcast, yeah. but just again, we're going to have paddleboarding yes. in here as well. What does paddleboarding give us? That's very more physical, but give us a reason why we've got paddleboarding in there. So the paddleboarding, um, we do at the retreat because we've got this amazing lagoon right behind us, obviously, but it's a case of getting out in the sun, yeah. getting physicality and doing something that's fun. Yeah. Uh, me personally, always uh, growing up as, as a kid and obviously into adulthood and playing professional sport was that, you know, I hated the gym. 
hated the gym with a passion. However, if someone said, let's go and play two hours of tennis, I'd quite happily do the tennis. Uh, but going to the gym for two hours, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd prefer not to because but that was just, that was what our, my makeup was. With paddleboarding, we were doing something fun out in nature, in the open air, in the sunshine, which has elements of grounding, elements of fitness, elements of receiving sunlight, but doing something fun that's different and just being in nature. And uh, we're making the most of those amazing natural uh, elements that we have here at the tree, but also giving people different experiences. So even on the paddleboard, you've got elements of balance. I'm going to say, I'm going to take the win. Like if I am actually (laughs) able to stand on that board, that's going to be beneficial to me just going, well, that's an achievement in itself. It is, and it's harder than it looks. You've got elements of of core strength in terms of balance, stability with your core and your glutes, your feet are sort of micro-moving, all these elements. And we actually do yoga on the boards as well in our normal retreat, which is kind of fun. Um, so all right, let's let's walk before we could. Or let, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's. It's stand. true, but it, it's 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 uh, it's a really fun element. It's right. um, it's something that we have available to us, and it's a new experience as yeah. well. And it's it. There's an element of physicality, but if we can introduce fun to all this great environment stuff that we're Absolutely. doing as well, yeah. that's really positive. Brilliant. Simon, thank you again for joining us today on The Mental Space. Um, And if you are interested in joining us at this men's retreat here at the Lighthouse Retreat here in Ras Al Khaimah, we've got a packed program. As you heard today, we've got paddleboarding, we've got yoga, we've got workshops on fasting. If you listen to our previous podcast, please go back and check it out. We're talking about the benefits of fire and ice, saunas, ice baths. That's also a big part of what we're going to be doing to... to, to, uh, here at the retreat that's coming up um, please get in touch with us at either mental.space uh, or reach out to us on our LinkedIn page or reach out to Simon at thelighthouseretreat.com uh, and remind us again of the date we're going to be holding this pretty soon it's in the next month yeah it's the 17th to the 19th of March 17th so that's uh, Friday to the Sunday brilliant so please check it out and we'll be back here soon at the lighthouse retreat as well to talk about some of the extra things that we've got in the program some very exciting stuff thank you again simon no welcome thank you